Hey everybody, it's Trent for We Made You a Song. I've been thinking a lot lately about how we tell our own stories. Um, we're all narrators, in a sense, of the different combinations of events that we choose to remember that comprise our story. We're not particularly reliable narrators, and it seems to me that whenever we're confronted with an obstacle in life, we have a very clear choice of how we see that obstacle, but it's completely subjective, and often our own underlying agenda of what we want uh, bears out in how we tell that story. So, for example, if there's an obstacle in my way, I could very easily say, well, that's a sign that I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. Um, it's a clear sign. Or, on the other hand, I could use this obstacle and going, working hard to try to overcome different things that are possibly preventing me from doing what I'm trying to do as a larger story arc of all the difficulties I had to overcome to get where I am today. It reminds me of this wedding we played, uh, oh, I don't know, more than 10 years ago back when the band was still playing weddings and um and it was an outdoor wedding it was in virginia it was um under a tent and nice ceremony probably 150 people under this tent we played a song people come in we stay there for the whole ceremony we're waiting for our turn to play another song and they have gotten through a number like different parts of the ceremony and now they're about to say their vows and right as the bride and groom start to say their vows, this storm starts to blow, like this wind starts to sweep up inside this tent. And, you, and, and, and it's always uncomfortable in that moment because uh, the person who's talking is kind of looking around like, I guess I'll keep going, even though like all of a sudden the wind is like on the microphone and Everybody, like, the tent was starting. It looked like the tent was about ready to take off, you know. You just felt this, these, these winds kind of swoop underneath and then take off, and it, it felt like it was going to uproot uh, and unstake this tent. And so at, at some point, like, they had to stop saying their vows, and I remember somebody literally, like, holding on, like, grasping one of the poles in the middle of the tent with all of their strength, like there was a true fear on everybody's face that this tent was just going to be blown across the field and uh, possibly people were going to be really harmed, let alone uh, this wedding, this ceremony that we had all gathered for would be kind of ended, right? So uh, luckily none of that happened and uh, the winds finally died down. And again, like depending on who you are in that moment, you could say, like, boy, did, if I was ever looking for a clear sign that maybe we shouldn't be doing this, and you believed in that kind of sign, then that would be about as clear as you could get, right? But instead, the pastor, who had an agenda that day, right? His job was to marry this couple. Um, <laughs> he brought it back, and he was great. It was, he, you know, he, he said something about the the varying obstacles that every couple has to go through and that this couple has been through just to get here today. Um, these winds and the storm is another symbol 
of the many things that you will weather together, right? What a, what a great way to narrate that story. Welcome to We Made You a Song, a podcast about a unique song-making process in these unique times. I'm your host, Trent Wagler of the Steel Wheels in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. This podcast is a collaboration between the Steel Wheels and producing partner WMRA. If you're new to the podcast, the Steel Wheels are releasing a record called Everyone a Song Volume 1, and all of the songs on that album were commissioned by fans during the COVID-19 shutdown. The Steel Wheels took up various stories. We wrote, arranged, and recorded the music all in isolation from one another to create some new music within new limitations. This podcast goes deeper into each song and the story and humans behind it. This week, the episode is called Florida Girl. You gotta be a little crazy if you wanna be with me. This week's commission comes from Tim and Karen. They live up in Washington State. They are the parents of the groom. We're gonna have a wedding this week. And um, Josh and Joanna, the couple who is getting married, they have a very interesting relationship story. They met while at a great distance, one in Seattle, one in Florida, and they decided that they wanted to get to know each other better, and they did it all from a huge distance. And then, of course, uh, when they decided to get married, a pandemic hit. There was going to be no music. COVID shut it all down. You know, So when you guys offered to do a song, we said, okay, this is something we could do ahead. This is something we could do as a gift. A global pandemic. But that's nothing for this couple. From the very beginning, Josh and Joanna were working against the odds to make this relationship work. Here's Josh's mom, Karen. It was Labor Day weekend, and we were camping, and Joshua was with us. And a mutual friend of the two of theirs that knew both of them, Josh and Joanna didn't know each other, had told Joanna that she thought she might really like Joshua. And so that weekend, Joanna finally sent him a message. Joshua said, oh, I just got this message from a friend of Paula's that she wants to meet me, but I don't want to get involved with somebody that lives way down in Florida. <laughs> and so mom says, oh, answer her back. What will it hurt? <laughs> I didn't want this to be like a weird thing. So I just told him that Paula thought I would be interested in him. And then I just like asked him what he was reading. Which was a great question. Was very impressed that she sent that message out of the blue and decided, <laughs> all right, I have to, like, I have to respond. But I'm not going <laughs> to let it go anywhere because she's in Florida. But then she kept saying interesting things. So I kept wanting to talk and then it kept getting more Sorry. interesting. So then we started doing video chats for like, you know, three or four hours, stupid, ridiculous lengths of time like that and just got to know each other really well. And then I happened to have another really good friend in Seattle. So I just told him, like, I think I'm going to visit my friend in January. So if you're around, I'll be there. And then we never, like, explicitly said that this was, like, a romantic thing at any point until we got, I got to the airport 
and just again had this like impulse to make it very clear from the start what my intentions were without considering at all what Josh was thinking or feeling. So I just just kissed him right on the face, right off, right, right off said, the like, terminal. Maybe hello. That was no, I don't even know if I did. I was super nervous. I'm curious about that gesture because I love it. Um, how how conscious or how impulsive was that? Like, were you in the bathroom being like, I'm just going to kiss him. I'm just going to kiss him. Or were you like, you walked right up to him and it was just like, well, hello there. And then it <laughs> like. Very invested because I just felt like I came all the way here. We only have a long weekend. It's not even clear how much time I'm going to spend with him versus my friends. So I just don't want to waste a lot of time, like trying to <laughs> figure out if we both think we're friends or not, because we haven't said anything, but we've been spending like four hours at a time together. So I just felt like I wanted to like make it clear. That first weekend, we, when we decided like, all right, we're actually going to date, make this official. Um, we both like had this conversation of we're all in, like we think this is going to go pretty far and he asked me to date him on a mountaintop he asked me to date (laughs) so then like we're faced with this question of distance how do we do this for the foreseeable future we decided well first weekend that we're dating let's get a credit card together this is josh's idea he's very much a planner he like immediately was like okay this is something that we want to settle now we want just kind of you know clear vision didn't want it to be like a weird thing so we got an Excel sheet started. I mean, it is a weird thing. It is a weird thing. <laughs> it is a weird thing. Let me tell you, I think they got every single credit card that gave you free miles for flights back and forth. Yeah. And <laughs> Trying to save money on flights and getting those middle seat, um, you know, the cheapest flights possible. Was that like, you know, also the worst, the worst airlines, like the ones where you... Oh, yeah. It was basic economy, red-eye flights. It was awful, though, because Josh would do that, but I wouldn't necessarily. I kind of, like, used more of our points. But I just felt like I didn't want to arrive there for a brief weekend really super miserable because I had been in the middle seat or in the back of the plane. So I was not – I was a little self-centered in the the plane (laughs) ticket. (laughs) So it was on a mountaintop that he asked you to date him. We haven't really talked about this, but mountains – are very important to you, Josh. Uh, I guess you you had climbed what was it the two of the highest volcanoes in Washington? Um, all the vo- volcanoes in Washington. All the volcanoes in Washington. Yeah. So talk about the importance of mountains to you. And I guess Joanna's family is also connected to the Appalachian Mountains. I mean, I had always grown up a lot because of my dad, like backpacking in the woods and fell in love with mountains, getting out in the wilderness. One of my main ways to kind of feel at peace or relaxed. Um, so we do road trips from Florida into like North Carolina to see the Appalachian Mountains. Which he called foothills the first time he saw them because he thought that we were approaching the mountain while we were driving through the mountains. And I'm trying to make a good impression on her parents. So I'm like genuinely saying, oh, the really foothills insulted. are beautiful. Really offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> he did tell us he thought he did a major faux pas there with your family. <laughs> I've climbed the highest mountain with mountain two feet Sleeping out under the stars Endless possibilities So each week after we get a little 
intro into the story, I, I sit down with the members of the Steel Wheels and we talk about the song at hand. So welcome to you guys, Jay, Eric, Brian, Kevin. Let's talk about Florida Girl. Can we talk about the ooze? Ooh. Like, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Do you guys know how many songs in like the songs that we've recorded have ooze in them? Like it's not a, a common thing that we do, but I think it's like it it, it made me think about uh We've talked about before um, having connective tissue in our uh, in our recordings, where like things relate. One song relates to the next in a certain way, and I think the ooh is our connective tissue in the song. It, you can find them woven out through all these different songs. Anyway, I digress. My favorite song that I'd heard out of us for a while. It was cool. Brian, you got to take the bass out for a little walk there. some fun stuff i was immediately exasperated uh, upon opening this song and because i was tired i mean <laughs> and i was like oh man it's like this sounds cool but give me a one four five come on <laughs> <laughs> and so it, but then i was happily um i happily came back around um because I started working on it and um maybe because I was tired there's some things that kind of locked in into place as far as um what I wanted to play and then um some of the vocal parts as well but um yeah not every time you head down to the studio do you feel like chipper and just ready to take on uh the task at hand but um but yeah but I I I really uh, dug this tune as well just um as far as sonically after getting over the immediate uh, exasperation hearing hearing what was happening sonically with the the um, vocal parts and with the drums and everything it was it was cool so we're we're fitting in recording along with most of us being stuck at home well all of us being stuck at home with families and trying to like work out schedules of uh, taking care of, you know, normal household duties, watching kids, uh, taking care of six spouses, you know, you name it. And then, okay, I got a little bit of time here. I'm going to go run off and try to record this part and go creative now. <laughs> yeah. Just kind of like buckle down, sit there and yeah, whatever's flowing. Amazingly enough, we haven't, and I think we're pretty critical of each other. We haven't chopped anybody's parts and said, nah, you might want to rethink something different. Like in the end, they come out pretty pretty cool jay on on florida girl uh especially like that was one for me that i i got the track i didn't quite see where it was going i didn't have a vision for it i didn't know well okay what what am i supposed to play here and then um this is when i think that you did your part before i did mine jay and you added those yeahs in there yeah The yes, <laughs> and I think you re- did. You record three, yeah, three part yes, all J, yeah. Uh, and for me, that was just like, oh, I get it now. That it works. It it brings this song together, and it gives it this vibe 
that like, okay, now I see a way forward. And I think I did end up singing one of those yes along with you, but that's, that's, that's mostly Jay in there. And then, and that, yeah, so that was fun. And, and that really just turned the song for me. And then, okay, now, now let's, let's add some fiddle in there and do some other parts. So yeah, that was fun. Yeah. It was funky and fun. It was, uh, it was, it was neat to, to, you know, to receive that without knowing kind of where it was going to go. I remember one of your uh, initial emails talking about how, you know, you're hearing like a little bit of Watermelon Man in there and some Bahamas vibe, but also like, you know, kind of wanting it to be a little bit different and whatnot. And um, I was just like, okay, well, you know, I'll try some, try some stuff and try to, you know, make it like a funky drum part. I sent out the guys and I got the parts back. You know, it was just, it, you guys really just you know had a had a really different take on it, which I love because you know, yeah, the Yaz like kind of put it in this vein of almost like you know blue-eyed soul, but all of the ooze together really kind of put it in this like almost like a Motown finger snap type thing. And so the concept that I had when I sent you know, the guide tracks out, uh, when I got them back, I just completely like heaved whatever I was working on off my desk. I was like, okay, we've got a new song that I need to like put in my brain. And it was, uh, it was, it was fascinating, but, um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it, how it came together. It's one of my favorites that we're, uh, that we're putting out there for sure. Yeah, we had to work for it. Tell me about the wedding day. It's 2020, so I'm sure everything about it was exciting. Everything about the wedding was not what we had originally planned because of the pandemic. So it ended up being from what was going to be like a 150-person wedding, instead we downsized to 15. Instead of in a church, we were outside on a mountaintop in North Carolina. And then they played it um, with a little slideshow of our pictures next to each other as we're growing up through the years. It was really sweet. And yeah, what was it like to sort of like have the realization that like, was it just, hey, here, watch this slideshow? Um, and, and at what point did it sort of click that this song is about us? As soon as Florida girl, like, <laughs> it was pretty, oh my gosh, that was amazing. When I saw, saw the video playing, I knew like, oh, this is the Steel Wheels and this is one of their songs that they're doing because mom and dad love the steel wheels and they had talked about this in our discussions of like what are all these different groups doing these new industries Mm. and this was one like creative way and that stuck in my mind Mm. but i had not expected to like actually be receiving one of these videos (laughs) i remember like my big my big thing because i knew that joanna you're not from florida and uh i also felt like wow like i loved florida girl was such a great hook to sort of jump onto. I also like I was just a little concerned that it would be sort of like Florida girl you're talking like just just because of like Florida 
man. Right, right. <laughs> no, I love that because I remember when Josh first told me that he was calling Florida girl to his friends and I was kind of annoyed about it. Like, oh, please. You think you can just dismiss me as Florida girl, right? But and I'm not even from Florida, so it's that much more ironic. So I feel like I've leaned into it pretty hard. So. <laughs> Or if it, was, if it was a put down, you've definitely overcome it. You've sort yes, of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one Florida, I have seen some Florida woman headlines. I haven't seen any Florida girl. But the only one that I remember is a woman who had, who was like smuggling some baby alligators in her yoga pants. So that was Florida woman. <laughs> so I feel like Florida girl, that's like an open, you know, the blank canvas for creating my own Florida girl persona. Did you say smuggling alligators in yoga pants? Yeah. I know it's so much better. <laughs> I mean, I feel like in the band we love a good Florida man headline, and and all apologies to our friends from the Sunshine State, but I don't think I don't think you can get any more Florida than smuggling alligators in yoga pants. <laughs> Amazing! You picked up on all the elements that we see in Josh and 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 and, and Joanna, you know, and and the middle seat thing was really cool. The fact that you. <laughs> You picked up on that. That was, you know, it, it's what the kids do. You know, you got to get the cheapest flight you can. And that was, that was, <laughs> so yeah, just, you know, a lot of the nuggets that were there. And what, what I, one of my favorite parts of the whole song, and that is how you started out with, we're going to have to work on this, mm -hmm. work hard on this. Then towards the end, we had to work hard on this mm -hmm. and we will still work on that. I love that is, I mean, it was like, okay, that's perfect. Mm -hmm. That's perfect. Here's the final version of the song. Florida girl, work for it. You gotta be a little crazy if you wanna be with me.
Tim and Karen, Josh and Joanna, for uh, talking with me today and for sharing their story. As always, I want to thank the members of the Steel Wheels for hanging out and talking music, as well as Matt Bengay from WMRA for all of his editing expertise. If you like what you're hearing at We Made You a Song, make sure to listen to all the episodes that go into a song each from the new record by the Steel Wheels. If you'd like to know more about that new album, or any other aspect of the Steel Wheels musical life, you can find all that at thesteelwheels.com. Our presenting sponsor is Old Hill Cider, located at Showalter's Orchard in Timberville, Virginia. They've got dry ciders like Farmhand or Yesteryear. They've got a not-too-sweet cider like Off the Press. They've got peach. They've got blackberry. Or you can try the Virginia Rattler. I love this beverage it's if you really want to taste something creative it's got lemons it's got hops but it's still a cider now we don't get to control a lot of things in the world but we do get to control what we choose to consume what we eat what we drink what we put in our body wouldn't you prefer investing in a Shenandoah Valley apple orchard with a family farm they've put the time in to understand the craft of cider Find Old Hill Cider on social media and at showaltersorchard.com. Old Hill, their family. Until next time, get out there and try something new. Don't let these times dictate where your story is going. If you need to shake things up, try dancing or singing or playing an instrument, learning some new skill. I really got into cross-stitch a couple of years ago for like a month. It didn't go anywhere, but it was fun. And whatever your new skill is, you're not going to be very good at it at first. My first songs I ever wrote were these broken heart teenage poetry put to song by a novice, at best, guitar player in this small town in Kansas. Do you think they provided any deep insight into the human condition? No, but I needed to find songwriting. So what do you need to find? Woodworking, knitting, playing the banjo, Sorry, I'm limited by my own experience. 
Whatever you make, we can't wait to gather together with you and see it all, hear it all, experience it. In the meantime, we made you a song.